The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond episode 225, I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. What if we weren't? How did you know we were recording? I know you. I know you. I know yeah. your tricks. I know well, your I tricks was, of the right. trade. We had some good harmony. Yeah. Uh, it was me and he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Beyond. Now, Ryan, did you even know that song? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. I wasn't really paying attention because I was looking at your levels. Yeah, and they all came out well, I bet. I, I hope so, because we you, didn't let, you hadn't let me go back and check it yet. You just started the show. I don't even know. All the time, we got each other. This is a PlayStation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation podcast. That's the theme song of the 80s and early 90s sitcom called Growing Pains starring Alan Thicke. What amazes me, Colin, yes. is that, if I may be mm-hmm. so brash, is that you know all this shit, mm-hmm. and you were five when this shit was happening, and I don't know how you remember it, because I have so few memories from when I was a child. Are you the oldest in your family? Like, the oldest child? Uh, well, I was an only child, and my both my parents are now remarried, and now I have five step and half siblings. Okay. Well, I, I just asked because... Uh, Were you experiencing it through siblings? Yeah, I'm the youngest. I mean, my sisters are five and ten years older than me, and my okay. brother is 12 years older than me. Right, so right. A lot of this stuff was... That's why I'm into old school games, too. Um, right. That's just one of those things. But that's a great... That's, of course, also the sitcom that Leonardo DiCaprio got his start in. There you as go. Well. And Chrissy Seaver got her start on it, and she's now in The Last of Us. Uh, so we've is. all brought it back to PlayStation. Happy little guy. I just think it's fascinating <laughs> that you. Uh, I just think it's fascinating that you have these memories, and I remember nothing. I, I, I could barely remember yesterday. There's also a character named Boner on the show. Yeah, Boner was the best friend of the older son, Mike. <laughs> and this, the parents just called him Boner to his face. Like, yeah, we've, there, talk, there no, yeah, we've well, talked about, we about this on the show. Quince, I can't hear myself, by the way, in my headphones. I can't either, but it's it's picking you up. Okay. Uh, but, of course, I don't know for sure because Greg wouldn't let me test it. Go ahead and test it. No, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's just fun. You're, you're, <laughs> I don't care. You're right way. about Boner, Let's by the way, because, you know, he... he uh, 
like he would walk in like into the kitchen they would all be there hey boner what's up it's like dude this is like a 16 year old kid walking in it's your son's name like all of his stupid friends call him boner and his parents are just calling him boner what was the story behind because they, they i remember the origin <laughs> episode where they explained how he got the name boner. i don't know but i wish it was that's what we all think it we're is we're a little too old for that that's a little too young i should say for that um here's the main question of the day did i just get my twitter hacked i don't think so what? have you used the mobile app today no. I clicked on an, a link in the mobile app, and it took me to the, web, the Twitter web app where it oh, said log in, dear. and I logged in. Oh, but then I did it on another dear. one, and he clicked on another link later earlier in my profile, and it took me to the same thing. You may want to so change think, your password just to be safe. All right, I'll do that right now. Yeah, do show. it. So, you know, Colin and I can talk yeah, about... Yeah, talk about some PlayStation uh, stuff. Let's talk about PlayStation stuff. I don't really want to. Well, oh. this is, this is okay. Podcast Beyond, and uh, I think to, are we going to start with what once was, what is now, and forever will be the Roper Report? Sure. Of Time for some news. Ooh. It's been a long time since I was on the other side of that. <laughs> so, Colin, have you uh, assembled a, a list of news for us from the PlayStation World? Today? There are eight items on the list this week. I would like you to read them. And remember, this is a news provided by Colin Moriarty. His opinions do the not spin necessarily. Zone. I don't really spin things as much spin, as I used to. Spin, no, spin, not spin, I'm not really spin, in a spin psycho. zone right now. Hey, Number four. Cut. Well, here's a load of horse shit. <laughs> Yeah, this is some ahead. garbage, some street trash. <laughs> street trash. Hot trash. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, number one, Sony isn't in good financial shape. Mm. The company posted a loss of over $2 billion during its third financial quarter, ranging from October through December. Sony's Consumer Products and Services Division, which houses the PlayStation brand, accounted for half of the loss. No, you... Strangely, PS3 sales are actually up 13%. I mean, is there much to say besides it sucks? Not good news sucks for them? Bro. They haven't made money in years. So, I mean, it's not. But it usually wasn't the PlayStation thing bringing it down, right? I thought there was always that Sony lost money and then it wasn't really PlayStation's fault. So, I'm no expert on Sony's internal workings as a business, of course. Uh, I know business. Uh, What what were your famous quote about knowing business? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the consumer products and services division obviously is all of their consumer products. So, someone tweeted at me that they severed a tie with Samsung or something and their TVs are like going off the cliff. And that's. And that's. that's, most of the, we, the money that was lost, but I don't that, know if that's true. Do you think it's that 3D sucks and nobody wants it, and now we finally know 3D sucks, and we'll, that maybe Sony will stop doing that? It's just weird, because Sony was like the epitome of amazing TVs not even 10 years ago. I mean, everyone wanted a Sony TV. Well, they then were, they just took a chance on 3D here. Yeah. And hopefully, I, I, I'd imagine what it is, right? I, I imagine what it would be, is that, you What's know... What's that? I, I imagine. <laughs> it kind of sounds like I doubt it. Uh, I imagine... Is that you know you already have a nice flat screen TV? You're not in a rush to run out and buy 3D TVs. So they're making all these fancy TVs that nobody wants. I have yeah. a television set from the Korean company LG, and I quite like it. Really? Yeah. Except when it was broken that time. Yeah, but then yeah. they, but then it did break. Uh, maybe six or eight months after I got it, but uh, I bought it at Costco. So they Costco paid for LG to come to my house and fix it. They nice. got they basically just replaced the entire TV. Nice. It, it's it's the same TV. It was fascinating. I sat on my bed while the guy was fixing it. He just took a screw gun out like he's done it a million times, just to replace the entire panel. So basically, the only thing that's the same is like the plastic casing. I'm like, why? Why didn't you just give me a new TV? It couldn't have possibly been cheaper to just have this panel sent from South Korea. Um, but maybe it was. Where is uh, Where does Vizio manufacture out of? Are I don't know. American? I assume. No, I doubt it. Nebraska. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> they probably manufacture where every other electronic device is manufactured. Japan. China. China. Hong Kong. China. Nihao. Taiwan. Okay, China. so, uh, PlayStation <laughs> Podcast, let's although, continue. Although I do believe the Chinese lay claim to Taiwan, don't they? Sure. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that's what... 
what happened there. I like this episode. This is a good episode yeah. so far. Mr. Moriarty. It's an afternoon well, movie. Well, I'm having... I had a fucking amazing day so far, even though I'm mildly hungover. Lay it on us. Uh, well, the big, the big news is that one of my contacts uh, in Korea somehow was able to procure signed posters of every member of Girls' Generation, my favorite Korean pop musical like you have, act. I like you have contacts in Korea. I have Korea. contacts in Korea. And uh, this contact slash friend, uh, you know, notified me and he's like, you know, I could totally send you one of these. And I, I'm, I, at first I had to like politely say that's too great of a gift, but uh, here's my mailing address in case nice. you decide. Nice. <laughs> so that, that was just, that was just the, t- and then, uh, and then, I don't know, it's just been a you very good nice. Thank you. Uh, that's for uh, dinner tonight. I know you're going to a fancy yeah. dinner with Colin Moriarty. He's not dressed nice. No, I'm probably not going to go actually because I don't feel well. God damn it. Yeah. You sure you don't want to just come for food and then leave? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really want to go and be like all sick and sick and, and stuffy and stuff. You, you, as long as one of us is there and can parlay the information and then get get the information back to us, Ryan. Yeah. Then we'll. Yeah, sure. Let's th- talk about that some more. You want to talk about that? No, not at all. <laughs> so you guys still don't trust me. Oh, there's, that's a great inside joke that you just wasted everybody's time telling. Um, if you're more than welcome to explain it if you want. I'm, I'm Ryan's even... going to dinner tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with I a developer. Yeah, we, I, I don't know I, if we, we can we'll say we'll, it. No, right. no, we'll leave right. it off the table. He's going to dinner with a developer, some PR people, to talk right. about the game and just say hello and do yeah. this. The last, and Colin and I aren't able to join him. Colin's sick. I already have a prior engagement. This same thing happened a few months ago, maybe six, 12 months ago, right. where same, same same thing, where we couldn't go, so Colin, or Ryan went on his own. And so Ryan came back, and we all were like, oh, cool, and like, oh, yeah, what did you guys talk about? What did you find out about the game? And Ryan stopped, and he went... You know, I don't remember. Now, I would like to point out, I, I remember most of the night, we, we it was really just like us hanging out and talking. And yes, it was it was my, my bad. I should have I could have probably drilled them more about their upcoming projects. But we just had a really good time talking and shooting the shit, as they say. Yeah, but I mean, the, and I feel, by the way, that they really like us. And it was a really good networking thing. So. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So and we're just, yeah, busting we're, your, we're, your we're just busting your balls. But, but it's true. I kind of did. We all, we, we all went out with someone from Sony over the weekend. We didn't ask for any exclusive we just ate tacos yeah we had exactly. a great time yeah it was fun uh he may or may not have won the tester once <laughs> yeah he may he may or may not have won tester season one <laughs> we're not gonna, we, we don't know though those the facts it's hard to find uh, right um his name was will pete <laughs> i mean that's that's, that's too I think obvious, his that's last too name, obvious. No, I no, think, no it's too obvious his we'll call him w powers yeah i think i was gonna say i think i think his last name has something to do with power yeah uh but no, we're busting your balls, of course. It's just that when we go out to when we go out to lunch or dinner or see, you know, kind of off the record, off the cuff with developers, they usually do tell us a lot of fun shit, and so yeah, yeah. we just want like to, to bust comments and balls. And 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 tonight, I'll, I'll, I definitely love to, to ask them. I, the thing is, is that these are guys I've actually never spoken to before, and and, and the uh, previous the previous meeting, I, I had actually had built a pretty good relationship already with some of those gentlemen. And, so so we don't know cool. more about what I just had an interesting meeting myself. And I, I remember the, too much of it. Okay. <laughs> But I just I just had a long sit down interview, a very long interview with one David Jaffe. It was great. I watched it. It was it was, awesome. it was fantastic. You, watch, it was, you, can, you can watch it on Start the New IGN YouTube.com. That interview was many. Start. It, it was many things. It was informative. It was incredibly awkward. It was <laughs> it was laden with swears and curses. It got raunchy there for quite it a while. It got somewhat raunchy. Greg may or may not have called. Or David Jaffe may or may not have called Greg fat. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, really? We had a long it was, it was it was awesome. But anyways, uh, a long st- you know, long standing beyond listeners know there's quite there's a quite a beef between 
podcast beyond to david jaffe because he won't say beyond and it did come up in the interview so i urge you all to check out start uh youtube.com slash start on monday at noon when up at noon goes live along with the extended interview that'll go live similar to that and while i'm at it actually in, uh, i don't i don't want to hijack this thing because we're having this thing but i don't want to hijack i don't this just thing think we're having this thing, thing. <laughs> what the fuck is that mean? this is why i need to do beyond before i film the start shows because i'm i'm wiped it. yeah we're all i think we're all pretty wiped in this room anyways yeah we're filming in the afternoon after everything by the way uh no thanks to everyone every one of you guys who came out and supported start and watched that show when it went live on tuesday this past week when up at noon went live uh it was awesome and uh the, the numbers blew me away and it was i hope you come back every week and help us out because we'll definitely need to grow that and spread it around the colin has written on the paper greg is a pervert <laughs> i don't know why no no it's true no, I mean, it's, it's true, true. Uh, you know, anyways the david jaffe thing's thing awesome we're doing this thing. <laughs> greg and i had an interesting text conversation by the way last night which was uh, uh, i have it you want me to read it yeah, yeah. you go move on to the next rope report okay, story yeah. and then we'll continue this crazy ass podcast that makes, <laughs> means nothing anymore uh, now, EA has reported sales figures for some of its games. Battlefield 3 has now sold over 10 million copies. FIFA 12 has also sold over t- 10 million copies, which is outrageous. While Madden 12 has sold 5 million copies. Mm. I thought that was m- football is more important than American football. That's what that what football are you talking about? There. Talking about a European football. Oh, okay. real football. Soccer. Yeah, football. Okay. All right, so let's go on a text okay. message journey with Greg Miller and Colin okay. Moriarty. Remember, me and Colin live together. There's a wall that separates our bedrooms. You uh, got a text message. On January 31st at 10.58, I texted Colin, can you can you turn your TV down a tad? Colin responded, no. <laughs> <laughs> the next night, I came home. Uh, so at February 1st, 10.54, I sent Colin a message. And this is right after Colin co- had a coughing fit in his room because he's been sick. I said, can you please not cough so loud? Colin responds back, can you please choke on a dick? <laughs> I, I respond back with a shirtless photo of my friend from college. Colin asks why. I respond back with a photo that I snapped of some girl running from the, my high school alumni magazine. Colin responds, I am watching Sherlock. Sherlock cease. I respond back with a photo of Clements playing a move game. I say, solve this mystery, Watson. Colin responds back, that's virtually unsolvable. <laughs> <laughs> we all go to bed. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. That is amazing. Uh, all right. We're in rare form today. This is great. Um, by the way, if I, if I might just also add yeah. uh, video review and, and written review uh, for Kingdoms of Amalur. Rex. It's, uh, Save it's, the Rec it's, Center. It's ready to go. Can't wait. Rec Center. Reckoning. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Kingdoms of, Kingdoms if you're, Amalur, if you're one of the people who's listening to this at... <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur, Rex. You're getting this hot off the internet the night, the night it goes live. Thursday, the 2nd of, of January... Thir- February? What uh, the fuck? Uh, <laughs> and February Shuhei Yoshida listens to this show. February, I'm sorry, Shuhei. That was a bad... Here's the train wreck The start show is good, though. You, you should watch that. That's where Thursday, all my energy Thursday, February 2nd, we are recording on... Yeah, yeah. So if you want tomorrow, Friday, February 3rd, from 11 to 1... There's a live stream of Reckoning, followed by Colin's review posting on IGN.com. Then from 1 to 3, David Jaffe's back in the office. Me and Clements are playing Twisted Metal with him for the rest of the show. It will be excellent. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. News. 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 Mr. Jaffe. (laughs) 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 Do something about Twisted Metal. Or Sweet Tooth. The multiplayer is the focus of this Twisted Metal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we should do video reviews with just Snape's voice. It'd be every, awesome. Every car has its own special abilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why do people listen to this I show? I have, no, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, number three. 
THQ has reported massive layoffs, filing with the SEC that it will lay off 240 employees Yeesh. and force its CEO to take a 50% pay cut. Its stock price hovering at around 70 cents is enough to get delisted from NASDAQ. It has until uh, July 23rd to get its shares above $1 for 10 consecutive days where it will be delisted. Severance payments to laid off employees will come at to about $8 million. Um, and then more recently, because they had a conference call today, it said that they reported a $100 million loss for UDRAW on yeah, the HG Twins. Yeah. That was a great headline on IGN, uh, THQ's $100, $100 million yeah, mistake. Props to Andrew Goldfrapp for that. And then they also announced uh, the games that they kind of have in the works. Most recently, they'll have Darksiders 2. Uh, Metro 2034 It was pushed into 2013. And then by the end of, I guess, fiscal 2014, they'll have two unnamed titles out, Warhammer Online, Insane, and most importantly, Homefront 2. So sure, WWE whatever is one of them. Yeah, I just saw that in the story. So. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, should we keep going? Yeah. Uh, no, let's just end the show here. Okay. All right. Follow well. us on Twitter. <laughs> See you guys. Uh, number four, Kasserai has officially been named president and CEO of Sony, Yay! effective April 1st. The rumors of this began circulating in January, but now the announcement makes things official. Howard Stringer will take Harai's previous role as chairman of the board. Harai's been with Sony since 1984 and was integral in the development of the PlayStation brand. So that's pretty cool. Who's taking Stringer's job? I don't know. Do you think we're in the running? Probably Ryan Clements. What if, they, what if they just hired all three of us to run that one job? That'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. Done. I'd just be like, yo, bros, what are we doing about this $2 billion loss? Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bros, we need, to, we need to stop eating Jack chips and, and get off our asses. Stop eating checks too. Checks and checks mix. Checks You're mix. not depositing the checks. <laughs> that was the problem. You've been eating all of the checks we've been getting. No wonder we're losing money. What the hell's going on? Animal from the Sorry, Muppets is one of the guys. Checks mix and chips at the same time. It didn't work. You're supposed to deposit the checks, not no, eat them. No. Oh shit! I didn't know. Oh, oh shit! You're supposed to. <laughs> Mike Mitchell. Oh shit! I got no checks. God bless him. Oh my god. This is this podcast is amazing so far. How if you ever just it? wanted to hang out with us, this is how it goes. This is, yeah, this <laughs> this is pretty much it. Podcast Beyond episode two hundred and twenty five. Keep it rolling. God Simo. bless Mike Mitchell, by the way. Oh yeah, I love. You Mike know what Mitchell. he's been addicted to lately? Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, because of you. Yeah, it's my fault. But he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Every day, he just goes into his bedroom and watches it with his cat, Chloe. Chloe, named after Chloe. When from the Small series Blue. ends, it turns out that all the Cylons were angels sent down oh. from the heavens. To stop humanity from growing too fast, too far. That's not it at all. Spoilers. That's not the, That's not how it goes. That May angels it. lead you in. <laughs> Hear you me, my friend. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. You know what you were singing, by the way? You were singing before? You were singing the jam uh, Hero by Nickelback. Yes. That was uh... Another good look for that on the start episode. <laughs> God, what the hell is going on with my life? Everything uh, that's good. Also, that we're not drunk at all, so that's pretty amazing. We're just delirious. Yeah, we're yeah. all tired. We all put in a hard day. Number five. Sony has revealed the perks for PlayStation Plus in February, and they're ridiculous. <laughs> the following <laughs> games will be free at some point during the month. Far Cry 2, Simpsons Arcade Game, Altered Beast, Comic Zone, Golden Axe, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, <laughs> Streets of Rage 2, Battle Fantasia, Fatal Inertia, Hamster Ball, Inferno Pool, Mahjong Tales, Ancient Wisdom, Supersonic, Acrobatic, Rocket Power, Battle Cars. <laughs> Plus the minis, Hungry Giraffe and Gold Medalist, and Hungry PS1 Giraffe. Classic Final Fantasy V. But yeah, PlayStation Plus isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, uh, two quick notes on that. Um, and I just blanked. Oh, Battle Fantasia. Uh, I think that's a bit of an underrated game that a lot of people didn't play. It's a yep. lot of fun from the same dudes that did Guilty Gear. Really, really pretty game. And there was one other game on there that caught my ear when you were reading off that list. Supersonic, that acrobatic, rocket no, power. No, it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. You, Mahjong Tales. Not that great, but I've been wanting for free. I've been wanting to download Mahjong Tales for like two years. Yeah, it's not oh terrible. yeah, fucking Altered Beast. Yeah, that game sucks. Man, you know that's what? A I, game. I got. I got. A, 
I got 100% of the trophies in that game. Wise from your grave. Everyone should bury Altered Beast in a grave and never fucking dig it up Remember again. Remember we talking about this, how this game keeps coming back? Yeah. This is the one game that, was, that people keep that doing things with? That was it one of the first... sucks. That was one of the first games I ever downloaded on the WiiWare thing. Jesus Christ, why? Because my, fr my friend was like, ah. Ultra Beast. I remember that game. That game was sick. And I was like, oh, okay, let's play it. And it was terrible. That game, there's nothing good. I mean, we talked about that game. That game yeah. sucks to the I core. Know, but it's amazing. In fact, when you look at some of the, I mean, if you want, there's some good games, like Simpsons Arcade game, I hope translates well, because that game's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Far Cry 2, of course, is great. Far, Far Cry 2, by the way, is a retail game you're going to get for free. Uh, you know, there's some good stuff on here. And Final Fantasy V, of course. Yeah. Awesome. But then there's some there's some hot trash. Altered Beast is is fucking terrible, and of course Sonic One and Sonic Two are incredibly overrated. Mm -hmm. So we, we have know, we, we all have, know your storied history. On we that. have we have what cliche lovers might call a mixed bag. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Number six. Number six. The director of PlayStation Network has left Sony. Dun, dun, dun. Susan Panico, who has been with Sony since 1994, was in charge of the PSN since 2007. Who will be replacing her is yet to be determined. Mm. Hopefully someone that can sell some games. Colin Moriarty. On PlayStation Network. You didn't buy PSN? You're goddamn out of your mind. That's PSN. my Colin impression. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. There's a myriad of reasons to own it. Yeah. Plethora. Plethora. Uh, number seven. PlayStation Vita hardware and software sales in Japan are looking up slightly. Booyah! In the week ranging from t January 23rd to January 29th, Vita sold 3,700 more units than it did the week before for 18,942 units overall. However, it's still being outsold by Nintendo 3DS 4 to 1. Good news on the software front comes from Tales of Innocence R, a Vita-centric upgrade of the Nintendo DS game, which sold 54,853 units at retail, coming in third on the software charts. Note that the number doesn't count games sold digitally. So a tangible number of Vita owners actually own that game, probably to the tune of like 20% when you take into account mm -hmm. digital sales, which is pretty insane. Vita. Uh... Number eight, finally, the last one. Sony has confirmed that, like in Japan, digital Vita games released elsewhere will be cheaper than their retail counterparts. No oh, hard red numbers wine. yet, though. That's the disappointing thing. <laughs> we don't know how much. What were you singing? Were you he singing Red sing Wine? He's singing a Lady Gaga song. Oh, uh, I think you're singing Red Red Wine. No. That's good. By Bill, is that, who is that, Billy Ocean? Red no, that's not, oh, it's, eight, it's something 40. It's USB 40 or USB, something. USB drive 40? It's UB 40, I think it is. <laughs> Whatever. Red, red wine. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Should I read the... Uh, well, first this. off, if I didn't want oh. red, red wine and I wanted yeah. games and I went to the old mom and pop shop, where would I go to find out what was there? Go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. What came out this week? Uh, some stuff. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two came out. Oh, yeah. Ryan Clements gave that an 8.0. Yeah. Soul Calibur Five came out. Stephen Lambrooks gave it a 7.5. And Never Dead came out. Casey Lynch, editor-in-chief, gave it a 3.0. Oh! That's a painful one. That's it. Wow. That hit you right right in the chops, as they say. Yeah. I don't get you. That was not a good score at all. You know what else isn't going to get a good score? What's that? Zack Zero, which came to the PlayStation Network this week. Sorry. It came there last week, so. No, I'm, well, you should, why'd you, I'm you pretty sure Zack Zero came out like two weeks ago. You should just go. You should just let it ride. Yeah. Anyway, nobody's, nobody's there's, there's some other stuff that um, came out on the PlayStation Network this week, including Puddle. Uh, Madden NFL 12, Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days, Kane and Lynch Dead Men, Mini Ninjas. I remember Mini Ninjas. Mini Ninjas is awesome. That. Got a platinum in it. That was a fun game. That yeah, is a good uh, game. A couple good demos, including a demo for Puddle, uh, which is a physics-based uh, puzzler, in case you haven't seen it yet. That's right, Colin. 
Yeah. Ryan did review Final Fantasy 13-2. Sorry, I'm a little bit off. And Sam, Sam wrote into Beyond and I did not ask a question about it. I'm a bit behind. I'm sorry. I'm a little slow on my feet this episode. Uh, Sam writes in and says, I've been enjoying Final Fantasy 13-2 the last couple of days. I love the positive changes made to the game and the overall vibe. My question is for you, Ryan. Final Fantasy 13-2 received a lower score than 13. I understand your reasoning in the review, in particular your comments on story. Do you think the hype factored into the higher score for 13, even though 13-2 is an obvious Do improvement. Is right. Have there been times when you've given a sequel a lower score, even though the gameplay better? Same. Yeah, I mean, this is... So, I got this question so much. There are actually a bunch of um, people from, like, Spain that were, uh, like, harassing me on Twitter and just what? continuously posting the same message over, like, Why'd ten you, times did you in block a row. Him? Yeah, I just blocked okay. them all. It's so easy to block. I love how easy it is to block people on Twitter. Finish him. Finish him. Uh, I got this question a lot, and yes. Because in the, in the review, you say this is a better game than the original. This is a better game, mechanically. That's, that's really the key. So f- there's, there's a lot of factors here. When I reviewed Final Fantasy XIII, I believe I gave it an 8-9, unless I'm remembering I think that's correctly. right. And now we're on a different review system. It's uh, over a year later. A lot of things have happened. Now I give Final Fantasy XIII an 8 and I call it a better game mechanically, and I stand by that. The game, the gameplay is definitely uh, a, just a definite improvement over the original. But there has been some sacrifices along the way, including a very um, sort of a story that ha- lacks focus, and an ending that's completely without resolution that I was really disappointed in, and also is yeah, it's just disappointing. Um, and okay, in general, okay. uh-huh. you know. That's. I think those were enough reasons that there's a balance there. Gotcha. Do you yeah. think that? Do you think hype played into the first one getting a better score, even though this one's better? Mm, I don't know if it, hype is really the. Re- I don't really care about hype. Okay. All right then. Thanks, yeah. Sam. Mm-hmm. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, beyond.igen.com. Now, I believe you were talking about the dog days of summer. Ryan, continue. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I was <laughs> dog days of summer. I think I got on this list. I just got to pull the PlayStation Store for PSP. And there's only one thing, which is Naruto Shippuden Naruto. Uh, Ultimate Ninja Impact came out. And then some themes and some videos. Etc. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Ultimate Ninja the, Impact. What is the impact of the Ultimate Ninja? The impact is... <laughs> the hell is going on i'm so tired well i was I know, just gonna right? i was gonna have gonna go real vulgar with that one but I decided okay. against it instead let's move to topic of the week um topic of the week is uh last week's conversation about used games uh we talked about used games i don't remember what the hell we said but uh i think we all came down to the thing that we we like used games and everybody should buy them is that what we said? I think so, yeah. Uh, but anyways, a lot of people didn't agree with whatever it was we said. No, well, not that they didn't agree. A lot of people had opinions on it, so we're going to talk about that some more. Sure. Because uh, remember, I don't, again, I don't remember what we said last week, but I know we t- came up. In, g- in general, I think, you know, Clements and I were like, don't save $5, buy the real game, support developers, get the, get their money so that they can make better games, so they can make more games, blah, blah, Right. And we talked about entitlement, of course, because it's a Cal Moriarty joint, how people think they're entitled to. Well, it's just an, it's an endemic problem in society in general. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, with games, like I said, plenty, plenty of reactions here. A lot of really big ones. Really big. The people know we like the short, pithy emails because we get to get you in the show, get you out of the show. People right. wrote books. We're gonna skim through them. Okay. First off, we'll start with Havoc. Havoc says, "I know you guys are against used game sales, and your arguments against it make sense. I prefer to buy new games as well, but if I'm uncertain on whether or not I will like a game, I buy it used because I can return it." 
not so I can save $5. If I could do that with a new game, I would never buy used. I'm not saying I should be able to keep a game for a week, beat it, and return it, but a 24 to 48 hour return policy would be great. I think it would also cut down on trash products. I think games wouldn't release so broken if there was a threat of having your game returned if it didn't perform well. What do you guys think? Oh, here's a fact. Little known fact, maybe for some for some of the audience, EB and Babbage's etc. had had a seven day return policy for new new games back in the day, because I returned PlayStation games that I didn't, you know, PS one games and SNES games that I didn't like, right. uh, or that you know weren't good, and and that, that was not a problem at all. Um, so it's so I feel you. I think I did that with like Street Fighter versus X Men or something like that, like some some game I bought. I was like, why the fuck did I buy this? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I hear. I don't, you know, I don't want people to get the the impression that we're against used game sales in general because I'm not. I mean, uh, my, you know, I think that if a game is out of print or yeah. which are many games, or if a game is old and from a different generation, which are every, everything else basically, then obviously the only recourse is to buy those games used. And obviously the publishers don't want to make any more money because they're not printing them anymore. Uh, but uh, and I'm not entire. You know, if you want to buy used games, that's totally cool. I guess the point I'm trying to make in general. Um, is just think about the impact that it's having on the industry. That's all. Here's, yeah. And the thing, I think one of the things that our argument's been twisted about, or even maybe it's just the way we presented it, if we didn't present it correctly, or my thoughts on the matter is, it, we're, we weren't, ar- I've never argued that used games should be banned, or this, you know, there should never be a used game, you shouldn't be allowed to trade in your games. What I'm saying, what we've been saying is that people get so bent out of shape about the online pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is you're, just you're allowed. You're totally allowed to buy the used game, but the developer, the publisher are allowed to put an online pass on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what... That, then we get in this argument that people... That's where this entitlement thing comes up, right? Is that the people who are buying used demand the same experience as the new game, even though they're not paying as much money. And that's that's where we start getting into this yeah, area where people get it's, ruffled. It's utter absurdity, of course. Because basically what you're saying is, oh, no, dude, like, I'm just going to buy the, the used game. I want to play Resistance 3 online. I'm just going to buy it used, and then I'm just going to play it online. Insomniac and Sony can shoulder all of the costs of the server load without me ever having to pay them anything because all my money went to GameStop. So no big deal, bro. Just going to do that. It's, it's, who cares? It's no big deal. See, I, I can like see why people is... get mad at Colin when he talks like that. <laughs> no, big, no, it's no big deal. Chris writes in. He says, I understand. Oh, well, I mean, we're continuing the topic, so I'm sure we'll get back to it. Chris writes in, I understand where the developer considers themselves losing money to used games, but they better be prepared to watch their new game sales deteriorate rapidly as time progresses with, the, my, with this potential new plan. My reasoning, most gamers, especially in this garbage economy, will not be able to afford or continue to purchase games for $60, especially since a lot of them are kids living with their folks. Mom and dad will not continue to purchase games at these prices. And then gamers like myself, 35 years old, who have... Or I'm sorry, whom have gamed uh, their whole life will be fixed and limited budget, continue to buy new games, blah, 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 blah. They don't have an opportunity to, for the players to lose their dead stock of games. They will not be able to continue buying new games. I buy about 20 games a year, mostly by selling my old games through CheapAssGamer.com. And I can tell you that I will not be buying, many, buying games at $6. Hopefully, developers have a middle ground on this theory by coming up with new pricing structure automatically, including DLC. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This I lost is, you about halfway through that, but I think, I, I think I sort of got it. Here's comments. I don't know if you agree with this, but here's, here's the interesting thing to me about this. This guy's 35 years old, so he's been playing games for a long time. Right. So certainly, he remembers a time when games were more expensive than this, which was not that long ago. Now I'm gonna hit you with some real facts because a lot of people don't oh, understand. Shit, son. Because a, a lot of people don't understand monetary. This is real talk because a lot of people don't understand. It's the facts, Iron. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few facts that people need to be hit with. And I understand if younger gamers don't realize this, but older gamers should certainly realize it. Games are cheaper relative relative to the amount of like the worth, you know, the value of a dollar than they've been since the Atari 2600 days. Fact. 
So anyone ex- anyone complaining Do you want that to explain ex- the fact, like how you came to that conclusion sure. for people? Sure. There's a thing called inflation. And your dollar is not worth as much as it as it was five, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Of course, you know, the famous you know, the famous uh, conclusion that they even drew like ten years ago was that a dollar was worth four cents uh, or a dollar in nineteen thirteen is now worth four cents. And this was in like two thousand, two thousand one. So obviously the value of the dollar has plummeted. You know, well, you always see like, oh, I, I got it, bought a cheeseburger in the 50s for 15 cents, whatever. Like, obviously, you can't do that anymore. Um, and there's a reason for that because it's, you know, it's, it's based on, on the value of, of the dollar. Now, people are complaining that a game is $60 and is thus more expensive than they were in the PS2 or PlayStation era when most games are $50, except for that's absurd and doesn't make any sense because the value of $50 in 2000 is actually more expensive than the value of $60 today. And if I have to go back to the cartridge era, when cartridges obviously had high manufacturing costs and were ba- and, and there was a wide array of prices b- based on the size of the chip in the cartridge, right. hence RPGs were always the most expensive on the NES, SNES, Genesis, and N64, right. then games were even more expensive. In 1995, Fantasy Star 4 was $100. Final Fantasy 3, when it came to SNES in 1994, was $80. Chrono Trigger was $70. You could, fu- you know, games were expensive, and they were expensive then, and they were expensive in 1994 money. Yeah, you know? so they people- would be even more expensive now. Exactly. People were, and rightfully so, are like, you know, NES games were $40, $50. Some, some were $60. You know, Dragon Warrior 4, for instance, was really expensive because I had a huge chip in it and a battery. Um, so obviously that raised the cost of it, but that's in 1989 money, 1990 money. If you're taking those those dollars now, Fantasy Star Four, for instance, at 100 dollars is worth really closer to 150 dollars today, maybe probably around 130 dollars. So let's not complain about the cost of, of games today because games are actually cheaper than they've ever been. And that's just a fact. You know, you'd have to really go back to the Atari 2600 days when there really were budget 20 and 30 dollar games in 1982 money that could probably be comparable to how much games are today. And that's just a fact. If you don't know that, you don't know that. But uh, you know, complaining about the the the, the cost of games and how they're too expensive today is insane because it's just not true. It's just false. Sam G writes in. He wrote a he wrote a, a Bible here, but I'm gonna boil oh, it down. He, he's very nice in some of these paragraphs, but I'm, get, I'm just in some of them. So let me get this straight. As a consumer, I shouldn't object to the notion that I have to buy every game I play brand new. Rather, I should just shut up and get used to it. After all, I'm just a consumer. Who the heck am I to expect to be catered to? Seems to me that the flaw in his stance, I think he's talking about Colin, is the uh, consumer's unjustified sense of entitlement in that it is that it goes both ways. Sure, I'm not entitled to play every game I want, but publishers aren't entitled to have a gaming community that buys games unconditionally. There seems to be a misconception that every game a consumer rents, borrows, or buys used is a game they would go out and pay 60 bucks for. Uh, in, re- in reality, if you remove low-budget alternatives, you'll see contraction within the hobby. In removing alternatives, publishers would be committing mistake number one of any business. Don't pit yourself against the consumer. The notion that Steam is the way of the future is kind of lacking. The main attraction to Steam is that you pretty much never have to pay full retail for anything you purchase from them. They succeeded because they are cheap. Uh, I know Colin is motivated by sympathy for the publishers that are closing their doors due to weak sales. That's a fair sentiment. On the other hand, my wall is cracked about as wide as it's going to get. All of these strategies to eliminate rent-borrowed used games uh, amount to one goal, to get some consumer out there to ramp up their gaming budget. That's the real question here. Do, who do you think is going to cough up these extra profits? The hardcore enthusiasts living in tiny apartment with a giant TV, or is it the parents out there that bought their kids the console for Christmas? Thanks, Steve G. It's a fair point, although I would say that I don't feel too bad for publishers. I feel bad for the developers um, because the conduit by which mid-tier developers uh, exist is shrinking. I mean, that's just that's just the way yeah. it is. And 
I mean, I, here's the thing. I mean, the world you just proposed, Steve G, where, yeah, less people are buying games, so publishers have to make decisions, doesn't sound all that bad. If we could eliminate some of the Wii shovelware, or any of the, the shovelware on any system, any of the mini games, any of the shitty kids' games, as THQ just fucking learned, doesn't sound like it's a bad business model. You know what I mean? Like, the, mar- uh, the market doesn't need to be flooded with everything. I don't know. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to say, Colbert? You've been kind of silent. I mean, do you have anything... Steve G says, P.S. I do agree with comments that I don't get the point of buying used games from GameStop to save Mm -hmm. our books. Mm -hmm. Steve G? I don't know. I don't... I I, I honestly, I don't know if I can contribute much more than what you guys have already said. I kind of reflect your sentiments. Yeah. I mean, to to me, it's it's just... It's a multifaceted and complicated problem. You know? I mean, obviously, I understand the consumer. We've all bought used games. You know? Like, Beyond the Beyond... Is yeah. a good, which is a garbage PlayStation One RPG. I remember buying that used very clearly, and and obviously the games I've sold, the, the SNES games I sold to buy my PlayStation when Final Fantasy VII came out was obviously someone else bought those games, and I used that money to buy the PlayStation. <clears throat> and those are choices people make, um, but just I guess understanding the consequences of it more, uh, you know, it should just give you pause. All I'm saying is, you know, do whatever you want. I really don't care. You know, like it's your money. It's 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 your money. I don't really don't give two shits what you do. All I'm saying or is two fucks. I don't give two and a half fucks what you do. <clears throat> All I'm saying is that, you know, think about the consequences of you saving that 5 or $10 and what that could possibly mean to the developer or publisher. Think about the fact that, who you know, the middleman is making all the money in used, games, in used game sales and not the people that make the games. Games take two, three, four years to make. They cost 50 70 $100 million to make. This isn't an altruistic exercise for these companies. They're businesses and they want to make money. So their their quest and their, and their goal is to make a profit. If they're not going to make profit, they will not make more games. That's just the way it goes. Who the hell is going to make a game? And not make a profit on it. Just like who the hell is going to make a cheeseburger at some at some diner and not make a profit on it? And just be like, I'm just going to keep making cheeseburgers because the people want cheap cheeseburgers. That's not that's not the way it works. People want to trade in this half eaten cheeseburger. Yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> hey, I want, I'll buy the half eaten cheeseburger, but I want you to give me the other half new. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I like you know Greg. Greg brings up the caveat, which I think is important. That you know, all right, there's there's this argument against used games in a vacuum, and that's that's kind of one argument. And then there's this argument against the online pass, which is another argument. The argument against online pass is inane, and I don't even like having it because it's so in, it's so stupid. Like, there is no argument against the online pass. You're buying a game used, the the middleman gets all the money, and then you want to play online and say, you know, you guys cover the server costs, you guys keep your servers open, all that all that stuff, just you do that, and I'm just going to buy the game because I'm an, I'm an entitled consumer, I'm a self-entitled gamer, which is they're just, they're all over the place, they're, they're, they're running around all over the place, just read the internet, you know? The use, so the used game sales in, in a vacuum thing is fine or whatever if it's a single player game and that's but like arguing that like you shouldn't have an online pass because you already paid someone already paid for the game is insane because you didn't pay for the game yeah so if you didn't pay for the game then why should you get online for free you know, I don't understand I don't that that's just insane I would like to think I have many flaws Greg Miller yeah what you're telling me I do I really do I, I, just like any other human I have flaws mm. but I would like to think that I'm actually one of the least entitled gamers that I know. Because a lot of times when things happen that other people get upset about, I just kind of go, okay. And I just kind of go with it. And yeah. I think that's a healthy way to do it. Yeah. So you just lie down and just let them walk all <laughs> over you. That's what you got to do. No, well, I mean, a lot of people wrote in saying that, you know, uh, not a lot of people, but a few people wrote in saying that, you know, we were being dicks about this and we were alienating people. We're just giving you our opinion on the matter here. And I, I my opinion is that... Uh, online passes are completely justified, and like if you're buying the game used, I don't understand why you. you I don't think you. I don't think you should be bent out of shape about not being locked out of it, and, not, and then giving ten dollars to Sony to show that you're supporting. It helps them get accurate numbers on how many people are doing it. Used games. I've never like. I'm sure this is usually when I say something I've never said, and then somebody sends me a clip from GameScoop where I said something. But like I, again, yeah, I don't. 
I'm not against you buying used games. Like, I wouldn't personally do it. It's not what I want to do. I'm in a place where I can buy new games. And don't get me wrong, when I was a kid, I mean, I traded stuff in all the time to make sure I could buy. But I always bought new. But I'm still support- I was still supporting the system. Yeah, that, that that's the point I was trying to make was that when I, sell, when I sold all those SNES games, yeah, obviously that supports the system. Yeah. And, you know, people can say, you know, we're, we're hypocrites and stuff like that. I, okay, like, I guess I was just, I guess I just wasn't quite as aware. Uh, as I am now about the repercussions of the situation. And that's all we're telling you. We're just giving, yeah, we're just letting you learn from our life experience yeah. and tell you what, I mean, we're not being a dick. Like, I, you you would never come up to me at a convention and say, I'll buy you these games, you know, and I'll be like, oh, get the fuck away from me, mom. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's, just, that's the point. It's like, all it is is trying to think about the ecosystem of games in the game industry, especially as we watch THQ implode in front of us and everything else, and just think a little bit about your actions. Like, if you... Like, love Batman Arkham City. Fucking buy Batman Arkham City so that Rocksteady is supported and people know how big that game is and they get the respect they deserve and they get the funds to go make another awesome game, whatever it is. Um, oh, sorry. Buddy. No, no, please. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that really the only situation where I truly appreciate the used game market is in Colin's case that he brought up where oh. game goes out of print. It's extremely rare. You, you just can't buy it new. Yeah. And it would be cool if we could have some sort of system where, like, you know, there's a law that states that, like, a game can't be resold and recirculated until, like, a certain period of time. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty cool because then you would well, get yeah, all the benefits. That's what, that's what you want in government and everything, right, Colin? No, I mean, I'm not – that's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just poking Colin again. I'm, <laughs> I'm a small government, like, super pro-capital guy, capitalism guy. Like I, like I said, like, you want to spend your money however you want. It's your money. You do what you want. All Like, buy used games. Buy nothing but used games. Make sure none of the developers and publishers ever see your money. Stick it to them, guy. You know, go ahead. Get your have at them. <laughs> I like you know? how the beginning of that started offset like genuine, and then it's it slowly got more sarcastic. But, but like, <laughs> go but, get him, guy. Go get him, guy. Stick it to him. Good em. job. But, but all I'm saying is, you know, there there are two realities to the situation right now. There are two realities. The the first reality is that if you don't buy games. And a publisher, you know, like I was talking about altruism, if if you don't buy and the publisher and developer don't make any money, they're not going to make any more games. That's A. If that's not relevant to you, cool. Whatever. That's fine. I mean, because some developers and some publishers probably shouldn't exist because they make garbage. But there are plenty of developers and publishers that are not reaping the awards of their, uh, rewards of their great games because of used game sales. Right. Fact. The second, the second and more pressing issue is that this isn't a relevant conversation because in ten years we won't be talking about it anymore because there will be no more used games. Oh, and man, whether, now you're stealing David Jaffe lines from his uh, up at noon interview today. No, no. Well, we talked. You know, I, I, by the way, I, you know, it will go up next week. Colin Campbell and I are also doing a video about this. Nice. We talked about this, the, and, and I talked about it last week when I talked about PC gamers already living the lifestyle of the future, yeah, yeah. which is an all digital future, and that used games will not be that will not be an option. So you can people can whine about it all they want. People can and can you know stick it to the man and do whatever they want, spend their money how they want. But on PlayStation Five or whatever whatever it is, there will be no used games and there will be no discs and you will buy a game off of it network just like yeah. you buy it on PSN right now. And by the way, like I said last week, I just don't like the mentality of people kind of throwing it in people's faces that they're not paying for games because that's kind of the mentality I get with a lot of people that buy used games. I would never buy this game. This game's not this game that cost $100 million and, and took three years and it's pretty good. It's not worth $60. It's worth $20. I'll just, I'll just buy it used or whatever. Okay, that's cool. But like those guys still put their blood, sweat, and tears into the game. It's still a really good game. Whatever game is in question or whatever, maybe not a good game sometimes, yeah, but yeah. oftentimes is a good game. And like who are you sticking it to? The guys that tried to give you a fun experience? So you're just going to kind of beat around the bush and, and basically it's, – it's basically akin to pirating the game. In terms well. of the, in terms of the fact that not that they're stealing the game, yeah, yeah. but that, the, that it's the same difference to the developer and publisher. And you know, I would say it's just the reality of the situation is it's it's not going to it's not going to be the the reality anymore. So people can hold on to this old way of thinking, which is totally fine, and that's their prerogative. But 
digital games are the future. And when you see people on PSN message boards, you know, before the game sharing thing was kind of squashed, saying, "Oh, I, I haven't bought a game. I just I just share. I just log in with this guy's name, and we download all these games ourselves, and and then we we each take turns, and I just download the game on my system, and there's five of us doing it. It's like, oh, cool, dude. So like Housemark and 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 she and all these great developers don't get any of your money. That's cool. That's something to be proud of. Mm. Mm. There are people abusing the system. Yes, that's there fact. Are. We're not, but however, we're not saying you are all abusing the system. So don't write in saying we're jerks. No, and if you want to abuse the system, that's your prerogative. I'm just giving you my opinion. That's my prerogative. Uh, let's and this move is on. An opinion-filled show. Yeah, yeah. It's a conversational podcast. Conversational podcast. Uh, let's move on to some reader mail. God, I can't. Reader mail. Really? I just, I just take off the shirt. So bad. Do you? Did, did you bring more deodorant? No. I have a deodorant at my desk. You can use. Do you smell Thank right you. now? Yeah, a little bit. I just it's because I've been sweat it's because the 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 bus ride in this morning was stressful because I got got you know like I said I got lost and everything and Dropped I started 14 sweating. Blocks and away from the the moment of a day where I start to sweat, I like it's conti- then like I can't downhill, stop. Downhill. Downhill. It's yeah. downhill. It's well. downhill battle. Hey Ryan. <sighs> yeah. Hands in from the UK writes in. Does Twisted Metal have any single player content? Never played one before and it sounds like it's all about the multiplayer. Mm. It is it was definitely I think it was originally planned as a multiplayer only and it's definitely been the focus. But probably because of feedback from a lot of folks, maybe like yourself, you uh you can expect single player content in mm-hmm. Twisted Metal. Yeah, they There's, have uh, story missions. Yes. There's story stories for each of them. Yeah. Sweet Tooth, Dollface, uh Mr. Grimm. Mr. Grimm. And the Preacher. Preacher. Does Preacher have his own story? I, I can't remember I, anymore. Oh, sorry, I thought I was under the impression that he does. I know, he's, I know Preacher's in he the game. Cut, I just can't remember. He has cutscenes. I'm pretty sure he has a story. All right, well. Well, either way. Yeah. But yeah, he got live action cutscenes. David yep. Jaffe talks about it on start, so watch that. All Up right. at noon. Ah. Up at noon, Monday. Uh, quick fire questions from our good friend, Chris. Chris says, Ryan. Yo. Everyone talks about riding in your car. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> do you call it the Ryan Mobile? I think you should call it the Rip and Ride and Ryan Express and wear a bandana. <laughs> I love that. It's a it great would, idea. It would be a bandana. I have a bandana now. Um, I drive a Chevy Aveo, and it's a <laughs> nice. And it was uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and the Chevy Aveo is. I really enjoy that car, and I really like compact cars, especially living in a city because mm-hmm. it's just easier to park, easier to maneuver, maneuver. So, All right. Colin. Yes. I know the Jets season wasn't great, yeah. but now it's the Giants and the Pats. He has this. This, this has to be hard to watch. Who do you hate more? I, the, I hate the Patriots more, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, he says I'm personally hoping the Mayans were off a little and the world ends right after the national anthem Sunday, <laughs> unless of course Stephen Tyler is doing it again. Wouldn't that be oh. fantastic? I can't watch that shit. I, I, we saw that four years ago. It was painful. I don't want to see it again. I don't want either of those teams to win anything. Greg, I know you're a huge DC Comics fan, but what is currently your favorite Marvel Comics book? I don't really, I don't read any Marvel Comics books. I download that when the uh, they got the new Spider-Man in the, in, the, in the Ultimate or whatever. I started reading that, but I stopped buying them. Uh, Chris says I love DC too, but Uncanny X Force may be the best ongoing book available right now. Venom and Daredevil are also really good. Well, thanks, Chris. We can take your fucking Marvel shit and get it out of my podcast. Right? All right. Well, you read it. I know. I'm, I'm, just, giving, I'm just giving him a hard time. Omi writes in. He says, Beyond. Beyond. Now that the PlayStation Vita has finally begun its advertising push through a promotion with Taco Bell, <laughs> do you believe that it will start to pick up some steam? You can't Is it make too this late? Shit up. Uh, a lot of people have been tweeting us saying, yeah. Oh my God, I saw my first PlayStation ad. It's in Taco Bell. Yeah, that's a crazy ass sweepstakes promotion. I don't count that. I'm looking for the real commercial. And I was watching a basketball game last night, and they had it on the little roller, you know, like, you know, the roller at the sideline. So that's there. But I still haven't seen a commercial not about tacos. <laughs> like a little all crying about baby. Just exactly. Like- <laughs> There'll be a Super Bowl ad. I'm, I'm still predicting it. All right. You going to put a pizza on it? 
Nope. Omi also writes in, on another note, any updates on trading Clements to the PC team? Uh, the update is that we had a, a company-wide meet, or I guess an editorial-wide meeting last week, and Anthony Gaius was really good in it. So his stock went up. Yeah, so, so now we're trying to balance out the number of pizzas we need to include with the Clements deal. <laughs> Future uh, considerations. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of going on here. Um, oh, here we go. Colin, this one's to you. Oh, okay. This guy made up a name just so I could try to hurt it. But it's... And he says, Dear Colin, I would just like to say that I disagree with your opinion that Resistance 3 ending was terrible. That particular ending was better than what most games have given us simply because it managed to provide a solid conclusion without closing the doors completely on the franchise. Insomniac was just following tradition sto- traditional storytelling 101 basics. Colin's disagreements with the Resistance 3 ending fully exposes his selfishness with the franchise, and it is pretty clear that he wanted Insomniac to keep milking the franchise by shoveling out Resistance every two to three years until it completely loses its relevance and just turns into utter shit. Jeez. Yeah, I, I got harsh. I didn't know where that one was going. Sorry. God forbid that they keep making the best shooter franchise ever. That would, ever. That would have been, been, been a fucking what about best what franchise about, ever. The best shooter franchise ever. That would have been, been, been a complete disaster if they kept making the best shooter, shooter franchise ever. I, I, wouldn't have, I, just, I definitely wouldn't have wanted that. I don't know if it's the best no, shooter we, franchise ever. No, we don't ever. want that. All right. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, it's so funny. Our good friend Tiny underscore Tim thirty one writes in. I've never played a Lumines game. Do I? I do own a PSP and a PS three, but I have pre ordered the Vita. Should I play the older Lumines games first, or just wait for Electronic Symphony? I say wait. Yeah. yeah. There's no story. How like, you follow yeah. the story? Oh, you ruined it for. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, the, both every Lumines is great. So if you can't wait, buy the PS three version. Hone your skills. Like a ninja. I can't wait for that game. By the way, heads up. Yeah. Let's do some uh, Enzo de Gregorio quickfire questions. Colin, mm. I heard on last week's Game Scoop that you've been co—I'm sorry—you've been coaxed into playing Final Fantasy XIII-2. What prompted this change of heart? Who said that? I have no idea. Uh, Clements, I guess. It was what? It was me. Last week's Game Scoop was me, Anthony, and Damon. Yeah. Well, I don't know who the hell said that. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, I, you you had a positive experience. It seemed on the live stream. No, no, it was it was it was uh, it's good. I, I do intend on playing it, but the backlog is is quite extensive right now, so I don't know yeah. when I'm going to get to it. And I I, I still I, I still personally think you there are probably games you would enjoy more that oh, for sure. you probably don't really need to play it. But for Ryan, sure. yes, which are you most anticipating? Reckoning or wreck as we call it? Right, wreck or Mass Effect three? Uh, probably reckoning just because it's closer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Greg. Does for, does the fourth consecutive year of financial launch for loss for Sony make you concerned about the state of the PlayStation platform? No, that's the answer. I don't care. Okay. Lose all your money. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's right. What if they never made any more PlayStation games? That sucks. I guess. Guess it's a good thing. Wow, by then so I'll be on the PC team. Yeah, you're you're trading up. <laughs> it's like being traded off a team that just won a championship and now they're losing. Nehemiah writes in, can I use my PlayStation Network gift card on my Vita if I already redeemed it on my PS3? I plan on using the same gamer profile. Thanks. Yeah, you can, Nehemiah. Your wallet will transfer over. You'll have, I mean, you're sharing one wallet with one name, so it'll all be there for you to use. One wallet, one name. Ryan, we're down to the final two questions. One's for me, one's for you. Colin, you can go home. Okay. Okay. Ryan. Bye, Kyle. See you. Our good friend Clifton writes in. Yes. He Hello, says, Clifton. Dear Beyond Crew, my name is Clifton Green, and my question is for Ryan. Yes. I was wondering if you watched the U.S. debut of Girls' Generation on The Late Show. They performed the song, The Boys. What was really interesting was that all of them, plus their band, were able to fit on the stage. Do you think this performance, I'm sorry, do you think with this performance that they are one step closer to being well-known in the U.S.? 
I, I love these girls' generation questions. Colin loves them too. Look at him. Look at how excited. And we Colin told him you can go home, so he just laid his head on the um, desk. Greg, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it was very cool to see them on a U.S. Uh, television program. I think it's a great step for them. I, I think they would be a long way to becoming a you know a nationally recognizable pop act. Yeah. But I think it's a great step in the right direction. Uh, I think it, yes, it is very impressive. They all fit on that tiny ass stage. And if anything, it's, I don't, you didn't see this video probably, but the, um, it was really adorable because one of the girls, like, it, the stage was so small that when, before they started the song, the camera was still on Letterman. Um, Bill Murray and Regis because mm-hmm. they were all there yeah. but she was like in the shot behind them on the stage so she was like in her ready pose and like she could see herself on the camera and she started laughing and it was adorable gotcha and I just now, felt bad I, for um, it was funny when this happened because you threw a big watch party at your house and you were like totally watching it live as it happened really having a great time yeah yeah. actually I was just at the gym yeah it's, that shows your dedication to it so that when they get the Nielsen ratings in they're like nobody watched this well I don't have... you basically you bootlegged it and watched it used hey Greg yeah I don't have a television. Really? I don't have any sort of cable or TV at my house. Oh, that yeah. I wasn't aware of. So so I take back I, my I, hate. You I have a TV, though. I have a, I have a TV that is Thank all, you for coming back digital. to us, Colin. Yes. Colin's back to life. It's like if you've watched Half Baked, Half Baked, he's that sleeping guy on the couch. He <laughs> <laughs> pops up one second. Final questions for me. Beyond Dear Greg, my name's Trolls. I don't know if that's a joke. I'm a PC gamer. Why do you hate me? Sincerely, Trolls. <laughs> trolls, it's not that I hate you. I'm just trying to save you from a lifetime of driver installs and virus software and updating your graphics card that'll cost you $400 the every six months. $400? Your graphics card. Uh, Buying you a new graphics you card. Don't, you don't buy one every six months. Well, it's funny. That's not what they told me when I went to PC school. What degree did you get in PC school, Greg? Keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate you. That's the best you could do. (laughs) I got a master's in keyboard. Keyboard. A minor in floppy disk. (laughs) (laughs) Trolls, I don't hate you. I don't hate PC gaming at all. I just like to talk a lot of shit on it. Yeah, he likes to to make fun of me. It's too much work for me. It's too much input for me to do. Uh, So anyways, that's been Podcast Beyond. We are all extremely tired. It's Thursday mm. night in San Francisco. And now I have to be a baller entertainer for four a baller hours. entertainer yeah. with bad smelling armpits. We're going to give you some deodorant out of here. I don't, I don't think they're bad so much as just you can smell sweat on me now. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that qualifies or quantifies. No, qualifies is bad. Sure. It's probably bad. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be part of the show, email us at beyond at IGN.com. Uh, if you want to be part of more of our lives, f- come to IGN.com. That's what pays the bills. You yeah. go there, you read our articles, you see what we think about other stuff other than just use games. We won't beat the horse to death anymore. Um, follow us, too. Follow IGN at IGN. And it's all on Twitter, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah. There's this thing called Twitter. It's kind of popular. Yeah, Facebook's dead. Uh, <laughs> IGN for IGN. Game over Greggy for me, Greg Miller. Ryan Clements, Plum Cider. Uh, Colin Moriarty, no taxation. Also, we launched a new channel called Start on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash start. Watch uh, Up at Noon with Greg Miller. The next Game Boss with Naomi and Damon. Cheap Crazy Cool with Naomi. Mixed reviews with, I don't even know who's hosting that. But just go see these shows. They're mm-hmm. fun. David Jaffe, like I said, on Mondays, uh, Up at Noon with Greg Miller. Very really exciting. awesome interview. Really Very fun time. Exciting. Some good jokes. Ryan, take me home. Sounds good, brother. I got a email uh, from Christian who writes, Beyond... Okay, I'll make this simple. I love listening to you guys. It always cheers me up on a sad day or makes me laugh regardless of the mood. I've been listening to podcasts beyond and game scoop for almost two years now. The reason I write to you is because of a promise I made to myself a while back now. I swore that I would be one of those. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at Greg. 
because he's doing something crazy over there. I'm gonna get. I, was, I started to give Colin like the hitman barcode on his neck, or Dark Angel. I swear that I neck. would be one of these Maybe. great artists who performs at the end of Beyond. So I have to ask, can you please play my song Samurai at the end of the show? I would be so honored and happy and brag about it to my friends, of course. The song is uh, on both is both English, American, and Swedish. Since I could not decide which language to use, I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's you awesome. Can, yeah. You can find my music on. Uh, so Christian's last name is Backholm. So so uh, B-A-C-K-H-O-L-M. So you can find his music, soundcloud.com slash backhomechristian. So it's his name in reverse. Anyways, keep up the super awesome podcast beyond. This is from Christian Back Home, the song Samurai, which I really dug because I love rapping in Swedish. It sounds super cool. And I think that's about it. Uh, e- email me attach, um, MP3s of your the music you want to play at the end of Beyond to beyond at IGN.com. Come. Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.